Tom Bernard Show with special guest. Are you talking to me? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for the introduction before I get Tim Slagle uh, at Acme Comedy Company uh, tonight and tomorrow night. uh, 612-338-6393. I like it. (laughs) Brandon Simon. Melissa Kirk. And Andy Brant Bernard. And we'll be right back. Catherine just didn't bother to show up today. She did not show up. I haven't heard anything from her. So. I I heard she might be going to the fair, but I, it's pouring. Yeah, it's not a good day to Is go to the fair. Is it still raining hard? It's not hard, but... Yeah, but there's no crowd today, so... Well, there it's true. <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business that started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I'm just singing my way back in. Tim Slagle with us, ladies and gentlemen. So what? Now Robin Leach did die this morning. I know you're all upset about that. Right, and he's going to have a funeral that costs over a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars. That's the worst British accent I've ever heard. Oh no, it was Australian. That's oh, that was Australian. All right, that was perfect. First hour, you said yours was the worst. No, his was. I did. Who did I do an impression of? It was terrible. It was Robin Leach. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. Robin Leach. Yeah, it was terrible. It was horrendous. He's Australian. I actually, this is a funny. He's, fun. he's from London. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he thought he was Australian. Hmm. Yeah. He well, doesn't, he doesn't do a good British accent either. No, he does not. <laughs> Well, most people not. in London don't, so. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I had the, uh, the bar I used to hang out at in Chicago, there was, a, there was a girl that got a job as a nanny for like a rich Gold Coast couple. And, uh, What's they, her name, Fran Drescher? No, 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 no. no. She was. They, they, they found her in London, and she was actually just hosteling around the world. She was actually from Australia, and so they they, they invited her back and said, you know, can you be the na- our nanny in Chicago? And uh, they had no idea that they that they brought an Australian in. They thought she, they thought she was British. They uh, couldn't, they they couldn't yeah, tell they, from they the They couldn't hear the difference in the accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have um, this year on the golf teams. We have a male, female. And they're both from England, and I asked them both if they, if they if they were from Australia. I couldn't tell the difference. You couldn't. Nope. Yeah. Australia. Uh, the Australian accent goes through the nose. Like yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more yeah. e sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad Blanks. Hey, Mike Dome. Mike Dome. How you doing, Dome? Like what the hell? 
Whatever works in the end, that's all I know. So what have you been up to? You've been doing a lot of writing. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, trying to keep busy. Is uh, Summer's always slow for comedy. Yeah. And, and, you know, you think after you think after 30-plus summers, I'd be able to say, okay, it's going to be slow. Just relax. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> but instead, I'm there staring at my phone going, why aren't I getting any text? I should. <laughs> you know. Of course, when I started, I would stare at the phone and go ring. But that's not the way bookings happen anymore. No, no, that's the thing about being a human is we've got the higher order thinking, but we've still got that monkey brain in there, and you can't tell a monkey brain to stop thinking what it's thinking. No, that's you true. can only just deal with it. Oh, my monkey brain is very. I I like to throw poo. Exactly. God, that's I how like dominant it. my monkey brain is. I like it. It all works out. So I have a monkey brain and a monkey body. Mm. Well, I do. more an ape, I guess. Oh, I have an ape body, according to my son. Apes are more intelligent yeah. and they're stronger. You're a higher primate. So exactly. technically, he gave you a compliment. Exactly. Actually, technically, you'd probably be a silverback at this point, wouldn't you? Yes, I think that's right. I'd be a silverback, no doubt. Of it. As a matter of fact, I have a friend named Kendall Norberg. His nickname is Silverback. And in his office, there's a huge picture of a silverback right over his desk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but my, I, I talk about this once in a while. My problem is that I have a 30-inch inseam and 37-inch sleeve length. That's very monkey-like. <laughs> That's very ape-like. There's no question about it. So I got the monkey brain and the ape body. That's all I got left. That's it. I'm 30-36. So, yeah, it's, I got it, too. I have no idea. Oh, so you, so you got it, too. I got it, too, yeah. You're very apey. Uh, the average is what? Probably 32, 34. Yeah, those people look like T Rexes to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the little short arms. They're, is... they're always angry because they can't touch themselves ever. Yes. Oh, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Scratch their own knee without bending over. Is it normal thing. to have no idea what your inseam is? I don't know it. So. You don't know, no. you don't know yeah. what your inseam is? I don't is? know what you should, you should have your inseam measured sometime. It's really fun. Oh, you're out. You can do your out. Yeah, there you go. I want to say 34. I do have really long legs. Yeah, you're like your mom. Your mom has long legs. Yeah, but I don't know what my arm length is. So how do you buy clothes? He wears shorts all the time. Yeah, I I wear shorts and t-shirts from Target. Yeah, shorts and t-shirts. You don't need to know any of this stuff. Yeah, you don't need to know your inseam when you wear shorts. I know my waist. That's it. You know, JB, you got to tell you something. What's you that? buy all of those from that vending machine. Yes. Nobody else buys those. You, you buy all of them. What are those? Fridays is still in business. Oh, Fridays, tato skins. Tato skins. Oh, tato skins, huh? Yeah. I would good? if I wasn't dieting. You're dieting? Yep. How much are you trying to lose? Uh, 15 pounds. Still? I <laughs> haven't been very good at it. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, no, I just thought, you don't look like you're overweight to me at all. Yeah, I'm not overweight, but I could be less... How much do you want to weigh? Close to overweight. Uh, one. I'd like to weigh 160. No, you don't want to weigh no. 160. You'd be, yeah, a, I do. You'd you'd be, be a rail. Yeah. I'd look anorexic. 15, 15, 15, 15 pounds is nothing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. I, I, uh, I lose 15 pounds every day. I don't want to hear about your bathroom. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really don't. Water weight. No, it's all perspiration. Honest to God. You know what I like is once in a while I just don't feel like eating, so I like fast through a day. I, I realize it's 7 o'clock at night and I haven't eaten yet, so I go, oh, hell with it. So you get on the scale the next day and you've lost like seven pounds. And then the next morning you have a marshmallow and you gain six of it back. <laughs> How does that happen? How can you go down seven and then back up six from eating one piece of bread? The marshmallows are absorbent. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> so last night, last night we go to uh, Alex and and our two grandchildren, Fawn and Sage. We go to dinner. This place called Layla down in uh, what is? It's a Sheraton hotel now. It used to be the Soft Hotel back in the days. We went down there. So we finish our dinner and we've decided to get one piece of flourless chocolate cake for the whole table. Right, so everybody get a, a little how, bite. How, how many pe- how many people? Uh, three adults and one two-year-old, and then the baby okay. didn't have any, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But here's what I love. So Fawny, the two-year-old, takes the first bite and she looks at it and goes, "Whole thing." 
whole thing. Oh, I guess we don't get any. Uh, we're not getting any of it. Fawn's going to have the whole shooting match, but it's you know that is great. The whole whole deal. You have children? I never. I had no idea if you have children. No, but I got a plan. You have a plan? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm getting a job as a night janitor at a sperm bank. Oh, that'll be so. Good. A year from now, I'll have hundreds. Hundreds, maybe. <laughs> but she just don't, won't know where they are. And, uh, well, 20 years from now, there's going to be a lot of disappointed lesbians. <laughs> oh, found out their pre-med uh, yeah. uh, concert pianist is uh, just a guy who can hold his liquor and tell jokes. Do they actually do that? <laughs> I had heard that sperm banks, they do have it like the label, what the, what the guy is who donated the sperm. Yeah, they, yeah. they do? They, do they even have pictures. So it never says disc jockey, does it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that would be a real high choice. I don't think you have to pay for disc jockey sperm. <laughs> I think you might be right about that. I think that. it's uh, donated liberally. Uh, that's not really right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like if you wanted one of Louis C.K.'s kids, all you need is a dish rack. <laughs> How's he doing, by the way? I haven't, haven't heard his name much not lately. Not so great. Yeah. Is he? He'll probably make a comeback with about six months. I'm like, yeah, that. he's too. Yeah, you, you know his uh, his show Baskets. I mean, his name is still on it. Oh, is they it? didn't take his name off Baskets. Yeah, well, he's still named good. as one of the producers. So I mean, it's. Oh. Uh, I think he's just uh, he's just not doing anything really public right now. Yeah, I, I think he's still. Not. I think he's still working. The guy's a workaholic. He does work a, lot, a ton. He, not a very pleasant person to deal with. Mm. That's one of the problems that he does have, and maybe it is for you guys. I, he was nice. I, I barely met him when he was here last time. No, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he he just I don't know. He was he was not very friendly. You know, well, he wasn't a jerk or anything like that. But he just was not very. I just pointed out last hour that three of the guys that had been popped for uh, sexual harassment or sexual assault, they were like three guests in a row on my show. <laughs> oh, boy. I was like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, Jeremy Piven, and Louis C.K. Right in a row. Like, oh, oh man. man! Like, what do you? Could you guys do something else, maybe, or, <laughs> or stay away from me? That might be one of the good things, but I don't know. Run do you, a blacklight around the studio. You know, actually, I would love to hear your take on because political things. I like your take on all political things. Do you think now the hashtag Me Too movement has gotten to a point where now? And I'm, I take it very seriously. These women who came forward and said that something happened to them, absolutely. Now we've gotten far enough where, where people who you know, you can tell by the, their body language they're not telling the truth. Yeah. But now we've moved on to bullying, too. Well, it, well it, apparently the Me Too movement stopped right at Keith Ellison. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, no, isn't that weird? I guess, I guess maybe it's a religious freedom issue, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. it is. She, he wanted her to bake a cake, and she refused. You know, I, I, I don't know Keith Ellison. I don't want to know Keith Ellison and all the rest of it. But there have been rumors for years that he likes to hit women. Sure. Yeah, I mean, for years. Yeah. Uh, so why does he get a pass? Yeah, and it's not not even really that national of a story either. No, I, I, no. I mean, which it which it should be. I mean, it, when he got elected, it was sure a national story. It's like, oh, look what we have. Yeah. Look what we have in the House of Representatives now. The first uh, Muslim. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> the other thing with me too. One of the women that started the movement, she's in trouble now for child molestation. Oh my God! What? Of course she is. Who? Oh, you mean yeah. Asia Argento? Yeah. I don't know her. I can't remember about? her name, but yeah, she's. Yeah. Her name is a cheese. You know her. Funny, <laughs> <laughs> good old Argento. I like her. Oh yeah, talking um, that one kid. Yeah, some pool boy or something. Something like that. Oh, or that's paper, so paper boy. The guy who cut her lawn. I don't know. Uh, oh my god. Bennett. Jimmy yeah, Bennett. Jimmy Bennett. Right. That's exactly when he was Jimmy seventeen Bennett. and she was thirty-seven. Holy Hannah. Or in California, where the age of consent is 18. 18. Oh, they have a photo of them in bed naked. So, oh, I mean... That's not good. That's yeah. not an accusation. That's... Right. It happened. I do have a question. Well, for you. I don't think it's they had it. I think all of his friends had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think you might be yeah. right. Because he passed it on. <laughs> yeah, she looks like in the picture. She looks like she's sleeping. It looks like it looks like he put it on Facebook while she was dozing yeah, off. Possibly. <laughs> What's really weird about that? Back in the day, 
it was every 17-year-old kid's dream mm-hmm. to have sex with a 37-year-old woman. I mean, it was. Yeah. But now there's money to be made, so it's different. Yep. Yep, and I'm absolutely. not saying she should have done it. That's not what I'm saying at all. But from his standpoint... Well, if it's wrong for a 37-year-old man to sleep with a 17-year-old girl, I then... Know. I understand what you're we saying. We have to be impartial. <clears throat> well, it's actually... Yeah, there's actually there's actually three levels. You know, if it's a, if, if it's a 37-year-old woman and a 17-year-old boy, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And if it's a if it's a thirty seven year old man and a seventeen year old girl, is you're a pervert. Yeah. And if it's a thirty seven year old man and a seventeen year old boy, look yeah. out! Watch out! <laughs> yeah. You are in trouble. Well, that was Kevin Spacey's problem, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was teenage boys. Yeah. I, I just you know, I don't know why you want to even venture down that road, and I'm oh god. It's uh, it, it, it's funny. I I just uh, Netflix just told me that I could pick a new uh, avatar for my Netflix account. Oh yeah, I did. And Same. you can you, know, you can pick right. an avatar from one of their one of their series. And it's really funny. Mm. It's all the series I uh, uh, I selected. Uh, what's his face from uh, uh, a series of unfortunate events? Oh, let me see. Count Olaf. Yeah, yeah count. I kind of count uh, Olaf. Count Olaf. Yeah. 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 But uh, I'm Which going one, through though? it. The Jim Carrey or Neil Patrick the, Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, yeah. The new uh, one. Yeah, the Netflix one. And it's funny, when you go down to House of Cards, you can only be Robin White. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> which, which is interesting, which means that, that I guess they probably are considering on, on, on keeping yeah. the series going without them. Yeah, I think they yeah, are. I think they are. That's, yeah. that's been the talk recently anyway. I don't know, he's a hell of a talented guy, uh, very difficult to get along with. Um, and well, unless you're a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, unless you're a 17-year-old boy. That's exactly right. And you get flowers and candy and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, the whole thing just amazing. Now, we only have about one minute left in this segment, but here's what, and I just want your take on this. So Keith Ellison gets to just skate on everything. It looks like they're not even going to bring it up anymore. It's not even in the news anymore, uh, which I don't really understand. Al Franken, I cannot stand Al Franken as a human being. But I think he got screwed. He did. Yeah, I, th- I, I think so too. I think he. I think he took a bullet for the team. Yeah, totally I think he did. did. He absolutely did. Because holding your hands over a woman who has a flak jacket on, <laughs> it's pretty tough to sexually harass a woman with a flak jacket. It's like the princess and the pea, but for. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm not. You know, he probably shouldn't have done it. But to lose. A house in the Senate over that? Yeah, yeah it was also the depth, the, the depth of the picture also made his hands look a lot closer than they actually yeah. were, I think. I think you're absolutely right about that. And like I said, I can't stand the arrogant little prick. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, fair is fair. But fair and is fair. And that was not fair. I agree with that completely. I don't know. Al, I'm the one guy that supports you, and you've always hated me, so that's good for you. Mm. We will be right back more with Tim Slagle, <laughs> Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been to lose weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth with their weight loss plan. I'm down over 77 pounds, and I have one more round to go to shed the rest of my unwanted pounds. Find out how to have success losing weight like I did by attending the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth free informational dinner. It is on Monday, August 20th, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. That extra baggage melts away really fast, and one of the best parts is it's just so easy. I am never, ever hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has educated me on clean eating, and I now know the foods that work for me and the weight gain trigger foods. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth will guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and they can help you, too. Register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on August 20th. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. John, I just got another complaint about our delivery service. Oh, not again. Yep, we have to do something about our courier service. You know, they're a reflection of us. What happened now? Well, you know that one driver that has the dog that rides with him? Uh Uh-huh. Well, when he got out of his truck to deliver our package, his dog got out and delivered, well, uh, his own package, if you know what I mean. That's it. I want you to call... Priority Courier Experts, because, you know, they've got more than 500 drivers. And tell them we need... A professional, reliable courier service. And make sure... 
sure they have internet order entry and real-time tracking. You know, I had Priority Courier Experts account rep in here about a month ago. and Who knows how many accounts we could have serviced better if we had just signed up and started using the Twin Cities' largest, most reliable on-call courier service. What's that number? Because the next package is going with Priority Courier Experts. Already dialing 651-748-4477. Priority Courier Experts, can we help you? Can you ever? Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Slagle tonight and tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 at the lovely... Uh, Acme Comedy Company. Very good. Uh, 708 North 1st, uh, uh, 612-338-6393, acmecomedycompany.com. 55401. You forgot that part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, all you have to do pretty much if you're is just type in Acme mm-hmm. and, and, and Google figures yep. out what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Either that or the Roadrunner. Yeah. Or <laughs> either, the road. either that or some rocket roller skates. <laughs> rocket roller skates from Acme. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> With a jet pack that's a big stick of dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. So you were talking about David Copperfield. Yeah, I think I think I mentioned this on the uh, on the radio show. It was uh, uh, he's got he, he collects uh, orphaned ventriloquist dummies. Oh yeah, you did mention that on yeah. the morning show. Yeah, yeah and you he's did. got a whole room full of. He's got uh, he's got uh, George. From Otto and George, I think he's got, uh, uh, I think he's got Danny O'Day and Farfel in there. Oh. He's got, yeah, he's got all of the. Uh, <laughs> there's a picture I saw on Facebook, and it's like one of the creepiest pictures. Yeah. You could, you could not pay me enough money to spend one night in that room. <laughs> if I were him, I would rig them up so that anytime anyone opens the door, they'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Just scare the hell out of everybody. I. I don't, I've never under, well, you know, uh, Terry, Terry Fader, uh, he's a ventriloquist. Yeah, I, I, actually, an ama- he's an amazing ventriloquist. I mean, that's almost, that's almost like, a, that's almost like a circus act. He's so good. Yes. So I interviewed him about two years ago, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and the, what's the turtle puppet? This big puppet is the turtle. I can't remember his name, though, but it's a turtle. He had the turtle in with him? Yeah, he had the turtle in with him, and we're on camera. It was actually at the uh, Las Vegas uh, whatever convention. It was some business convention, radio or broadcasting or some damn thing. So I'm sitting there interviewing Terry Fader, and I then I stopped and I said, I just realized something. Every time I talk to your puppet, I make eye contact with the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. I was actually... So anyway, what do you think about it? <laughs> You're making eye contact with a puppet. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> there's a there's a ventriloquist in Chicago. Bob Rumba is his name, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, somebody there's a story. I don't know if it's true, uh, but I but I'll tell it like it is. Is that somebody <laughs> went somebody went over his house around Father's Day, and on his fireplace mantle there were Father's Day cards, and each one of them was signed by a different puppet. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> That is creepy as hell. I'm sorry. Is that because of the, the book, Mag- what's it called, Magic? And then they made a movie out of it with Anthony Hopkins, if I remember correctly. Yeah, oh yeah, that was a, that was a good one. He said, I can get you on The Tonight Show again, but you've got to go five minutes without doing the puppet voice. Oh. He's like, oh, five minutes, that should be, should be, should be easy. Nope. <laughs> you can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really creepy. Magic. Well, the worst thing about that is I'm, I'm going through a situation when I'm, uh, I think I was like 17, and I knew I wanted to get into radio, and I did get into radio a year later. But I said, I'm having a really hard time making that adjustment to go and look for jobs in radio. And he said, you should read the book Magic, because basically your on-air persona will be kind of like a puppet. Scared the hell out of me. He's like, you think this is where I'm going to go? I'm like, Renee, what the hell's wrong with you? You scared the hell out of me. Well, for a while there, for a while there, it's uh, uh, all the morning shows like in the 70s and 80s, they were, they were like ventriloquist shows. Yeah. Yeah. They would all have, they would all have yep. a puppet in the, uh, no, in, the right. in the studio. And it's, wow, you, you, I didn't even think about this. You, had to, you got into radio when you had to learn Morse code to get, <laughs> yeah. to get licensed to go and spin records. That's exactly right. You actually had to learn Morse oh, yeah. code? You did. You did. You had to learn Morse code, and you wow. had to get a uh, Class A uh, operator's license. 
like you were the chief engineer. Yeah. It's like, I got a class A operator's license. I didn't know a damn thing. It's a thing. I can't, I can't even change a light bulb. And I did get, I got a license as an engineer. It's like, come on, so, man. So I guess, you know, I guess if the Ruskies started nuking us, you know, you could tap on the microphone to, yeah. to, to get, your, get yourself to a civil defense shelter immediately. Yes. And that's, that was the purpose. It's just, be it. it's just an example of government bureaucracy is, is I guess there probably was a time that a radio operator would need to know Morse code, but the law just didn't change all the way to like when you started radio, at which point it was absolutely unnecessary. The law no, takes was, a long yeah. time yeah. to catch up, yeah. I suppose that is true, a little transition. Did you, now, when did you get into comedy or when did you first appear on stage? Uh, well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't like to say it because it sounds pathetic. <laughs> well, that's good. To actually be at it this long and be this uh, obscure. Uh, I My first time on stage was July 4th, 1979. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm coming up on I'm coming up on the big 4-0. Now, when, so where were you? Uh, it, was a, it was a block party. It, uh, it, it, I had met a guy in college that was in a band. And I said, let me open for your band. Let me open for your band. I can do stand-up comedy. He goes, really? Where have you done stand-up comedy? Uh, uh, where, where are you playing? <laughs> yes, there. I did it there for the very first time. Well, did you have any concerns about, about how you, you might be different on stage than you are in real life? Did you think through that, or did you just not care? Um... You know, there was, there were, you know, I went through periods where I, where, where I tried to do a character. I tried to, tried to do something, mm-hmm. someone other than myself. And uh, instead, I found it was easier just to do myself. And myself actually turned into a character. It's, uh, well, see, it's because you are on stage just a bigger version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh, Louis Black, I hear a story about Louis Black uh, was hanging with some comic and they started dissing Larry the Cable Guy. And uh, and Lewis Black is actually a good friend of Larry. Right. Uh, yeah. and, uh, Larry's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he said, you know, you know, shut up, you guys. You know, we all do characters on stage. There's no doubt about we, it. Uh, uh, don't get jealous just because his is a little more successful than yours. Yeah, like 19 million a year. That's pretty good. <laughs> and you you know the thing the the thing with Dan, he had to actually, you know, the rest of us. I I play I do my character for 45 minutes a night. Yeah, you know, right, it, right. it's he had to do that, Larry the Cable Guy, from the minute he walked out of the house and got into the cab through the airport into the hotel, yep. and he he didn't get to drop the character till he came home the following Monday, and that that to, to actually hold a character that long is yeah. uh, is commitment. Well, the amazing thing about uh, him to me is uh, he's from Nebraska. Most people in Nebraska don't have a deep southern accent. No, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's a complete puppet. It's it a, is. It's a it complete fabrication. Is. And, you know, God bless him for being able to keep Because, you know, you bump into somebody at the airport. Oh, my gosh, it's Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, How yeah. y'all doing? Hey, you, you, y'all can't, man, you, thing you can't say, uh, you know, I'm not on stage right now. Just, you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm just he, trying to get a cup of coffee here at the Starbucks. He married one of our interns at KQRS. His wife, yeah, he met her. She was an intern at KQRS, and he married her. Wow, that was pretty cool for her. She went from being an intern to being worth about 150 million. So that's good, Mrs. You know. Cable Guy. Miss, <laughs> yes, Mrs. <laughs> Cable Guy. Mrs. Cable Guy. It's absolutely true. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think people consider that. That if you are Larry the Cable Guy, you have to stay in character probably about 90 percent of the time. Yeah. That cannot be easy to do. No, and it, it, it can't be good on your mental health either. I wouldn't yeah. think so. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I just, I, to tell you the truth, I think that got to Jerry Lewis later on in life. Is he was so goofy and so weird that later in life, it's like, doesn't it? Nobody takes me seriously mm. ever. Right. That'd be that'd be hard. I would think. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was my mom's speculation that. Uh, that the, that the reason why he worked so hard for muscular dystrophy was because he was ashamed at the character he did. Well, I think that's yeah. an argument. That's, I do Shame think that's drives an a lot of stuff. <laughs> that that was his way of repaying it to the to, 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 to people with disabilities for 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 mocking them all those years. I had heard that the Dean Martin in the late fifties or early sixties, whenever it was, they split up. 
that he literally just told everybody, I, I can't be around him all the time. <laughs> and I could see that. If that's how he's going to act all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Please stop doing that character. But I think, yeah, I think it got to him at the end of his life. He just couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take being Jerry Lewis anymore. I think, I th- I think probably the most Jerry Lewis, the real Jerry Lewis movie was probably The King of Comedy. I loved it. I think that was Loved that was it. who Jerry really was right there. I think he did, there was Damn. no there was no acting involved. Have you ever heard one of the last interviews he ever did where he gave all one word answers? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Just oh. to be a jerk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, so have you enjoyed your career? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you also uh, you happy with your family? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, tell me about tell me about how you didn't like being fu- uh, fired by the mu- Muscular Dystrophy Association. Didn't like it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was everything was just bad. No, no. He just had a real attitude on top of it. Where's my oatmeal? I don't know. <laughs> well, he did a um, uh, comedians and card. Oh uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Hmm. But for some reason, Jerry decided to delay the release of it long after. Oh, he did. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld released it. it it's in the third, the third or fourth season of it. Yeah. But it, it, it says is? it says at the end it was filmed in 2012. Really? Uh, uh. It's like, I wonder why he held on that so long. Probably, probably because after the camera went off, he probably he probably pissed off Jerry too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna help your career. <laughs> what I still don't understand about comedians in cars getting coffee. Barack Obama. Yeah. He's a comedian now. I, you know I, what? Well, yeah. I don't really understand that at all. He's not a comedian, and I don't know. So I, I guess. Well, you had Howard Stern on too. Howard Stern's not a comedian. Yeah, not really. No, I mean. It, Sort of. Kind of, sort, sort of, of. kind of. Sort well, of. more than Barack Obama. <clears throat> more, sure. yeah, more than yeah, Barack I Obama. Saw his, well, but maybe, of course, maybe Barack Obama said, uh, I did uh, uh, a correspondence dinner and uh, got yeah. lots of laughs and applause. So. <laughs> Except for when Larry Wilmore called him the big N. It's like, <laughs> what was that all about? Whatever happened to Larry Wilmore? Is he around at all anymore? <laughs> he was hosting the, he was the speaker or the MC for the, Correspondence dinner, and he referred to the President of the United States, Barack Obama, as the big N. Well, it's the first N, I think. Is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the correct term. Yeah, that would, be the, that would be the correct term, exactly. I don't know how the hell he thought he was going to get away with that. Because he's also black and thought it would be funny. Funny. Yep. Mm, he's the President of the United States, though. Not everybody wouldn't have a great laugh. It's not everyone goes to goes through the entire book of the N word and sees who's allowed to use it and who is not. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting a little tiresome. There's a lot of of different stipulations and and, and things like that. Well, the the weird thing is that two guys, like John Schnatter, is that the guy's name from Papa John's? I think it's John Schnatter. Yeah, I think so. He was repeating a story about. Kentucky Fried Chicken Colonel, to Colonel right. Sanders, right? And the the Big N came up, so he never just used it or called somebody yeah. the Big N. He was repeating a story, and the same thing just happened to the uh, Indianapolis Colts announcer. He was telling a story about another guy who had used the Big N, and he used that word to tell the story, so he got fired. Yeah, if he had read the book, he would know that that's covered by a section thirty three twenty one <laughs> subsection A <laughs> paragraph two. Yeah, I, I love to tell a story. Victor Treadwell was my roommate back, uh, God, many, many years ago, 40 years ago, something like that, maybe even longer than that. But uh, Victor was a black man from uh, Hollywood, Florida, as a matter of fact, and only in the house, never outside of the house, but only in the house, he would call me that. <laughs> he did. It was, it was unbelievable. And it kind of worked out. Victor was a hell of a guy. His sister lived with us as well. She was a beauty queen. She was a very, very attractive young woman. But yeah, he would, and she would look at him when he would call me that. She'd look at him like, <laughs> don't do that. But, you know, he did. We had a good time. It, it was, a, I don't know, there was an interesting time in my life, I tell you that. First time he called me that, by the way, I was, we were making soup and I stirred it and actually t- took a taste of the soup and put the spoon back in. He said, 
Big end. What the hell you think? Don't be putting your, you know, I don't remember. He he didn't use the word uh, saliva. He used some other word. I'm putting that back in my suit. <laughs> he it, was not happy. It's interesting how language has changed since I've started since since oh, I started yeah. doing comedy. When I first doing comedy, the, the the big thing was the seven uh, the seven words you'll uh-huh. never hear on television. Right, right. With George Carlin and. Uh, 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 you, you can hear every one of those words on television yeah. now, oh, yes, interestingly enough. Yeah. But now the, 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 the words you can't use, there's a whole new whole new alphabet of words you can't use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, realized, I realized this. Um, I was doing a show, and uh, a comic used, in a, he used the R word in his show. We're going to take a break and we'll come back on. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll okay. We'll kind okay. of find out what the R is. <laughs> but I want to hear about some of these names or words, okay. but you can't use them. Sure, absolutely. It's going to be interesting. We'll be right back right after this Tom Bernard Show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Get back, get back to where you once be something. Tim Slagle with us, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30 at Acme Comedy Company. Um, we kind of engaged in the conversation going out of the last segment into the break there. And coming back, one of the problems that I do have is I read a lot of news. And it's gotten to the point now where if a word appears in news copy... You can't use it. Even though it's in the story and it's what that person called somebody else, mm-hmm. they think that you've mm-hmm. yeah. this great crime. Yeah. 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 It's actually, yeah. And, and uh, you know, when George Carlin said that, the words were just uncivil. They weren't criminal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you right. couldn't be, yeah, you know, except right. maybe in some weird Puritan states. You know, you, you were those words actually illegal? But now, man, you lose your jobs over using, oh, you do. using, using the alphabet. And uh, our word uh, uh, used to be, I mean, we were talking about this during the break, uh, the R word, it just means uh, uh, slow down. Yeah. That's all. It's a, yep. if, you, uh, if you were a mechanic back when you had to set the timing before electronic ignition, if you were getting too much engine knock, you would retard the timing. Right. Or BHT was added to cottage cheese to retard spoilage. And apples retard, yeah, it's and, true. And when they came up with that word, it was a nicer word than imbecile. Which yes, is, it was. Which is what, they, what, exactly they, right. what they used to call people, right. which was a nicer word than moron. <laughs> and they said, no, 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 he's just slowed down a bit. But, but, but just like imbecile and moron, it became an insult, so now we can't use it. Yeah. Right. And, and we think that by, by, by banning the word that it's going to stop. But I heard some kids playing in the yard next door, and one of them shouts out, Throw the ball, special needs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's not, gonna, that's not going to work, man. I, I could believe it happened, though. I could absolutely believe that so, would happen. So anyway, so somebody, it made me aware of how language has changed. That somebody was get, got off stage and somebody from the audience was really mad that he used the R word. And he comes up to him and he goes, You can't use the fucking R word, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds about well, right. that's, that's about it. That's weird. Got it. Was that? I, I think that actually happened to Nick Swardson too. Same yeah. story. R word. 
Yeah, he used it, and they got the guy got really mad at him, and he did the same thing. He swore at him for using it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, well, you know that all works out in the end. But yeah, you got to be very careful now. Dia Hughley mm. has a. Uh, it's an older set on Netflix, and he literally says, "My t- my son is retarded." Yeah, right. I, I think his son is autistic, but he calls him retarded. He calls him retarded. Retarded, yeah. and he does twenty minutes on his retarded son, and it's like, yeah, he does this, he does that, and he's like, and I'm sitting there going, how uncomfortable must that crowd be right, well, the, right now? The scary thing about all that stuff is, is if you go over my career, forty eight years in radio. I have oh. read many stories that had the N-word in it, the F-word in it. By that, I mean, you know, the derogatory term for a gay man. Uh, it was in the story. So yeah. you could find me saying those words a lot. Now, the problem with that is it's so easy to edit them in to a, mm-hmm. uh, to a current-day conversation. And now, what was that story we just read last week, I think, on a morning show? Is they can literally put you into a film, like put your image over the image of somebody else in a movie, they could have you doing all kinds of criminal stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really good at telling how it happened, you wouldn't know it wasn't you doing huh. that. Well, isn't that, there's a website where you can actually, uh, you can actually uh, watch any movie, you can put Nick Cage in any movie. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. right. Yeah, mm. it's, that's scary as hell. Because you're going to go, well, look, you did this. No, I didn't. I never did. First time that happened to me was probably 15 years ago. I, I went in and cut a commercial. I don't remember who it was for, but I cut a commercial. And two days later, I'm driving along in the car, and I hear the commercial. And there's a line in it that I never said, but it's me saying it. Mm. It's like, ooh, that's rather scary. Wow. I mean, that was weird to hear me saying something that I never said. Huh. That terrified. But by the same token, it also exa- it, it, it makes the evidence, it makes any evidence that somebody might have like that. It makes it, you know, as it becomes more known yeah. that you can do that, yeah, it makes, makes photographic it and anymore. recorded evidence, yeah, worthless. Well, that's too bad because some people should be, you know, charged with the criminal offenses. But now if it means nothing, you, you're not going to be able to charge them, I wouldn't think. Yeah. It's too bad because, you know, if you do weird stuff, you should go away. That's, <laughs> that's the best well, way I could well, put that's it. That's the idea of law. We, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's, we have humans and we have animals. And if you're an animal, we lock you in a cage. Yeah. If you're a dangerous animal, you have to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Now, I was thinking of you this earlier this week. It's like, Tim's coming in. Uh, the animal crackers. Do you know about the animal crackers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell, Tim? Yeah, we can't put them in cages anymore. But the lion would eat them all. You're keeping them safe by keeping them in cages because the lion would kill all of them. Yes, it would. Well, I, I often thought that. I thought that that would always make zoos far more entertaining. <laughs> if they put the lion cage right next to the zebra right, cage exactly. and once a day open the day open the door. It's just, it's I mean, they do have to feed the lions. So yeah, yeah, and it's actually weird how they feed the lions too. When you think about it, that if you know that if a zebra does die, well, they're not just gonna they're not gonna bury it. No, no they're gonna take that zebra to a butcher and they're gonna chop mm-hmm. it up and then they're gonna feed it to the lion. It's, it's <laughs> Eliminate the middleman. <laughs> if a zebra gets sick, you just put it in the lion cage. There you go. I, the question I have about that, aren't there bigger fish to fry than Barnum animal crackers? Yes, but I don't know. Well, there's been a. Is it Barnum? Is it? Did they actually yeah. have a trademark on, yeah. uh, on yeah. the I, Barnum? I, yeah. I guess I didn't. I never really looked at that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a. It's a, So it's it's an Nabisco cracker, isn't it? So I they think have. So. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. But the, there's you know there's the. There's been a thing against Barnum though for a while. I yeah, mean, there has. It's essentially, Peta essentially closed down their business. <clears throat> they did shut them down. I think what it would have been much funnier, instead of taking them out of cages, like have the gorilla running a cup up and down the bar. <laughs> <laughs> See now that would have been entertaining. Let me out of here. Just just a, just a handful of feces ready to fly. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess Barnum's just going to have to go away completely. I suppose. Yeah, that's the idea. It's too bad. What, what a what a major historic figure in the United States, P.T. Barnum. Mm-hmm. You know what's weird? I have never been to a circus in my life. What? 
I never have. No, I haven't either, I don't think. It's not that I didn't want to go to a circus or anything, but, you know, again, I always use the line my mother used. Mom, we're going to go to a circus? Where are we going to get circus money? You know, it's that kind of deal. (laughs) So we never went to the circus. And then when the kids got older, we, you never said you wanted to go to the circus. So we never, I've never been to a circus. There's a, there's a circus that comes to our town uh, once every couple of years or so. And it's a, it's kind of a low rent circus. And it just, those are sad. uh, You know, there's something, there's something kind of fascinating about them. And they set up in a park, a city park uh, by the house where there's like a pond that's just filled with geese. And um, we were walking the grounds. We, we, we went up to see them put up the tents because they actually had elephants, and they used the elephants to put ah. up the tents. Oh, yeah. They okay. used them as, as beasts of burden. So, yep. so we went to go see the elephants, and we're walking, but walking behind the trailers uh, where, where the circus people lived, and there was like a huge pile of goose feathers. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know Whoops. the circus people had like a roast goose dinner. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen, I suppose. I suppose that'll happen. I don't. Can it get worse? Do you think? I suppose it can get much worse. We're gonna get so touchy that you won't. You know, well, I think Chris Rock once said you're gonna have to hop around on one foot in about a little twelve-inch square. Well, I think I think a lot of it. The, the guy in the White House is 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 the is the uh, uh, result of of how yeah, it's gotten. It really oh, I think is. that's true. It's uh, I do. It, I think it's, that is uh, true. it's the first first public figure that's come out and just kind of laughed at political correctness mm-hmm. entirely, and, mm-hmm. and I think that that is so attractive to so many people that they're, that they're tired of having this all put upon us. Well, so. political correctness is it only has power because we give it power over ourselves. It's learned helplessness. If right. everyone just all of a sudden simultaneously decided not to obey the rules anymore. No one could do anything about it. Right. And, we, refu- and refuse to apologize. Yeah, exactly. You just, I, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's the mistake everybody makes is they, yep. they, they apologize. Never apologize. Because it never – like when have you heard a story where someone did something like that, they apologized, and everyone said, oh, that's okay. We're, we're glad you're sorry. Yeah. They it, always have to ruin the live or something. I could see, I could see Roseanne Barr apologizing. Because she did, because yeah. she didn't she didn't yeah. know that uh, she didn't know that she was black. Yeah, she thought she was white. <laughs> I know, and it's uh, well, it, she did it, apologize, it, and no one cared. Right, right. And she had a legitimate excuse, but no one cared. Right, or or if you say something, you know, like like a Michael Richards, it was just you know he had a heckler and he just started riffing off the top of his head and got way ugly. Yeah, In that dude. case, there's an apology. Samantha B, on the other hand, oh god, is, is is I'm sorry that joke came out of the writers' room. It went to yeah, the editors. Exactly. It was loaded onto the teleprompter. Right. It was read during <laughs> rehearsal and it killed. And it was read during the show. It was recorded. Edited and 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 decided to air on TV. But she didn't get in any trouble at all. Which one of those people should apologize? You know, I mean, there were so many hands that 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 line touched. Is Is that her apology? It's like, oh come on. You know, you could have said right there. You know, I don't think I should say that word. That one that's on the teleprompter. Can we can we scratch that line? You know, it's it was it was a conscious effort. It wasn't it wasn't Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't it was premeditated. Has television ever broadcast the Big N? I mean, in in news stories, I suppose, but I don't think it. Oh, did. Archie Bunker said it all the time. Yeah, the, he said the big end. Yeah. yeah, all the time. He did. Yeah. He said everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's why that show was so controversial. You know, because because at the time, it, is as they as they were working African Americans into the TV lineup, it was all. Uh, 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 it, it, it was all sort of you know you, you, like the Julia. African Americans. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, right, right. Where there, it was a single mom because uh, because her husband died in the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's still a stereotype, but she's got a good reason for it. Right. And, and, and it was, it, it, you know, and the worst the worst thing they probably ever called her was colored. If they got if they ran into a racist person that didn't want yeah, her, probably. which interestingly, his blood pressure. He'd say, "I don't want a colored woman. You taking my right. blood pressure." Which interestingly is now a forbidden word too. Yeah. Colored is even though they say people of color. Yeah, you have to reverse which it. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know what's really weird? Yeah, they do. People of color are colored people. Mm-hmm. Or uh, colored people gets you fired. People of color gets you a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, or you can abbreviate it POC. It's a pox uh, on you. It's my friend. My friend Dwayne Kennedy. He's got a joke. It's it's really funny. It's like you know, these white people have to figure it out. They're sneaky. You just reverse it. We don't know. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> you know, what are they going to do next? It's like, oh, look at all the monkeys of porch. <laughs> 
That's very funny. That's very, very funny. Bill Burr has a bit, and he talks about the use of MF, and black people use it differently than whites. They do. We put it in different places in the sentence. And he goes, when black people do it, you kind of go, yeah, okay. I kind of get it. When white people do it, it's offensive, and everybody goes, did you have to say it that way? (laughs) 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 Ah, you know, what the hell. I... uh, For some reason, this just occurred to me. I was watching Millionaire yesterday. Who wants to be a millionaire? Mm -hmm. Is that that still on? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's as big as ever. I had no idea. (laughs) The question was, which of these former presidents of the United States did not win the Nobel Peace Prize? Okay. And there were four names up there. And the guy guessed the wrong one. And you know who he guessed? It was up on the list, but he... The uh, he guessed the wrong one. Which one of these presidents did not win the Nobel Peace Prize? And he guessed I can't even remember who the hell it was. Barack Obama. But he yeah he won. Yeah, he no, didn't. he didn't. He didn't win. It was just a participation well, yeah. trophy. It was a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> but it often is. So. But you know, but one of the choices was Harry Truman. Mm. Like. He dropped a nuclear bomb on people. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're not going to give him the Nobel Peace yeah, but It led to peace. Yeah, I did. That's Nobel true. was the inventor of dynamite. dynamite. So. <laughs> it was the inventor oh, no. of dynamite. That's, very, that's a very good point. But some of those questions, you look at it and you go, oh, really? That You put that name in there? Um, Adolf Hitler was nominated for one. So yeah, he was. Yeah, that's exactly he right. He could have won one before he dropped the bomb. He still won it. So. Yeah, that's true. Most multiple choice quizzes, there are two answers right away you can look at and go, no, okay. no. And then there's one that's got a little truth built in it, and the other one is the answer. Yeah. And you just have to figure out between two, even though there's like four or five of them sitting there. Yeah, that's why when you ask when they, when they take one out. They'll always take out the. They always take out the goofy one. Right? Yes, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, It's like, can you take one out? Okay, we take out Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you so much. I feel much better about my chances now. You really helped me with this. <laughs> Tim Slagle, ladies and gentlemen, at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. It's always great having you in studio. Always at the a morning pleasure. show. Have come and do the afternoon show, but you take. Brandon, I actually come just to do the show. I don't. I don't care about Acme. I like it. <laughs> actually, I don't like that. I'll, I'll get a bad call from Lewis Lee. <laughs> Lewis will be calling and say, "You know, headliner. You know, headliner." <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you later, Tom Bernard Show. <laughs>